0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Friday edition of the For the Win podcast. I am Hamel, and today it's Michelle, Michelle Martinelli, who is joining us. Welcome, Michelle. Hey Hamel. How's it going? I'm, uh... It's
1: been better. <laughs> Sports <laughs> are just ripping me apart these days. Well, <laughs> if
0: you are like us, uh, you might be dragging a little bit on Friday because we were up all late last night on the East Coast watching the... Cubs, Nationals, Division Series, game. Um, so I take it, Michelle, you're you're a homer. You're a Nats fan. Um, Even th- though as sports professionals, we're not allowed to be fans.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think there's a line that I particularly draw for myself that I can remain a fan as long as I can be critical of you when you absolutely deserve criticism. Mm-hmm. That's ju- I, th- I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, Tigers fan by normal trade, um, but I moved to D.C. five years ago and have adopted – the sports teams here, which are absolutely soul-crushing. And I'm a Lions fan.
0: Yeah, and that's saying a lot. Uh, the I think, I mean, the D.C. sports curse is quickly rivaling, I think, uh, a lot of other sports curses, Red Sox, Cubs. Uh, it's nowhere near as long running, but it is pretty brutal. No titles uh, uh, within the city and just a very disappointing string of uh, teams doing incredibly well during the regular season and then not making it past the division series playoffs. Well,
1: and what's different about that is, you know, we're obviously talking about baseball because it happened last night, but, you know, we're talking about D.C. sports teams curse. This is not the Washington Nationals curse. Yes. This is the entire city is cursed when it comes to its four major professional sports teams. And it is just punishing.
0: You know, we talked a little bit about this earlier and... uh, I, I think there's a little bit of curse involved, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're just not that good sometimes. Uh,
1: I mean, there's everyone has their ups and their downs, yeah. whether you're a professional athlete or you're a regular person. But somehow they manage to pick the most inopportune times to be at their worst, yeah. to have their downs.
0: Well, I mean, backtracking a little bit, I'm not very clear on the Redskins' history. I just know that they have sucked, and they have sucked for quite a while. But uh, going to, speaking to the Capitals, right, this has been the the Washington Capitals for a while. Before the Nats got really good in the last six years or so, the Capitals is where a lot of hope rested as the team to bring a playoff championship Mm -hmm. to the city And every year, repeatedly, they keep crashing. uh, Can't get past the second round. Uh, Forget about winning a Stanley Cup. Like, we'll just take getting past the division series. That's really what this is. (laughs) Yes, it's it's, it's it's not
1: getting, you know, um, I I think Ted wrote about it earlier that the uh, Nats as a franchise, not the Expos, have made the postseason four out of the last six seasons yeah. and every single year have not made it out of the division series right <laughs> why
0: but well i mean as he explained in his post it ha- doesn't have a lot to do with an individual player um by the way you guys should read ted's post it's called uh the disappointing reason yes, why absolutely. the washington nationals uh, have not made it out of the second round playoffs Oh, won a postseason series sorry and his answer is very simple <laughs> is that it's It's bad luck. And this is not true in the case of the Capitals, but it is absolutely true, I think, in the case of the Nationals. Last night's game was a series of flukes and errors that, I mean, if it weren't so heartbreaking for DC fans, is absolutely comical.
1: Right. It would be funny if it wasn't so upsetting. Um, I... Our uh, USA Today baseball guy, g- Gay Blacks, called it um, a fever dream and a hallucination of baseball. Yes. And it was just kind of like, like I told you this earlier, if you had told me that going into the fifth inning, that Max Scherzer was going to be on the mound, Cy Young Award winner. Yes. Um, he's. My tiger kind of thing. He's my guy. He's
0: your guy. You were very adamant that nothing was going to go wrong. No. (laughs) I would have bet my life on it that Max Scherzer
1: goes in. I'm not saying he throws nine consecutive strikes. I am not saying any of that. Like It's something that would be really incredible. Mm -hmm. But I would have been and was shocked that he didn't relatively easily get his three outs, get in, get out. He was supposed to pitch two innings. He didn't even make it. He didn't even make it. He, he, he got through one, and because of that terrible, terrible half inning, he actually, I saw, gets credited with the
0: loss. It, you know what? <laughs> it's, I mean... There's a lot of people to blame for that <laughs> loss, and I don't know if it's. Score- I mean, I understand right, why he gets right, the L. Right, right. I 100 percent understand why he gets the L on his record, but I started watching the game when we were up four one, and okay. uh, and so we are right now focus on the, focusing this around the DC sports curse. So, like, if you're a Cubs fan, this was totally different game for you, right? Because this yes. was this was a totally this is a different totally game.
1: different series. Like, yes, you were uh, riding high coming into at the beginning of the week, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's like oh, okay, series is tied up, but, like, let's go.
0: Yeah, I, I started watching around 4-1, and I, the way I watch baseball games is the way I think a lot of people watch baseball games, which is that I've got one ear on the audio, and then I'm scrolling through my phone. But then I looked up, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it was 5-4, and I was like, wait, what? I So I had to, like, rewind the DVR, it, because I had kind of been watching it, and then be like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, just a series of... Uh, You know, missed balls, wild pitches by the catcher, errors, uh, hit by pitch on base.
1: That's just, that's absurd. Uh, Yeah, catcher's interference, a pass ball, like, just so strange. And and I think what's sort of unfortunate for the Nats coming out of this situation, Mm -hmm. and and I hope it's not the case, but I I think it could be really easy to forget Michael A. Taylor's contributions Mm -hmm. to this series for the Nats, Um, because I I think the the stat was that in two at-bats, he had seven RBIs because he had the grand slam at Wrigley. and then That was game four. Yeah, in game four. And then in game five, first at-bat comes in and hits a three-run homer. And so it was just like, that's an incredible stat that I feel like deserves a little bit of recognition. And had the Nats won, people would be like, oh, Michael A. Taylor. Yes. But I think that it's a narrative that could easily get forgotten because you're sitting here saying – we're cursed, we're cursed. You
0: know, it's so funny, though, because at so many points, like the the Michael A. Taylors do get overshadowed because their heroics in the end don't lead to a postseason series win. Mm -hmm. So they can play phenomenally well. But if it doesn't result in, you know, the team actually getting past that round, it's forgotten, Um, which is a shame. Mm -hmm. There's I mean, this happens in hockey all the time. Is that you'll have goalies who are doing phenomenal work, but because the offence offense just can't score, all of you know, all of their saves are, are for almost for naught. Like they've I feel kept like that the happens team happens to
1: Braden Holby all the time. Yeah. They've kept
0: <laughs> their team in it as long as they possibly can, but it's not a one man show, you know, they can't do right. it forever. Um, And going back to like the D.C. sports curse, like what with the Capitals, everybody's like, oh, D.C. sports are cursed and the Capitals are a good example. The Capitals have just been bad. Right. (laughs) They they have just not been able to play when it mattered. Last night was a fluke of a half inning where everything unraveled. And again, this is Ted Bird's or Ted Berg's article, which I love, is just that it's sometimes it's just bad luck. He right. he just talks about how there is so much randomness in baseball and you can't actually control what happens. Like these fluke things are going to happen and... Uh, All of us are kind of grasping for ways to make sense of of what just transpired because it seems like the rational outcome would have been that the Nationals win, right? Well what's
1: really interesting about that is I think a couple days ago Ted made the same argument with the Indians. Yes. That they are absolutely the best team and sorry the best team didn't win this time.
0: And what are you gonna do about it? Exactly. And I will and I will say that there have been points in the Capitals history where the best team, where they have been the best team and they have not won. It seemed to happen in the games last series, uh, last season against the Penguins, where mm-hmm. they were absolutely the better team on the ice, but they did not win. But I would say overall with the Capitals, they have come up short when it counted, and you can't attribute that to bad luck, you know? That wasn't bad luck. That was just, you know, sloppy defensing. There was Braden Holpe picking one game to to not show up, unfortunately, mm-hmm. right? So those are things that you can't attribute to bad luck. I think last night was just a shocking reminder that the universe is cruel and right. <laughs> random. And it's just there's such a small margin for, for things to go your way, and they just didn't last night for the Nationals. So. Well,
1: and I think the difference, too, is that this happens, which seems to happen, every a Stanley Cup playoffs mm-hmm. for the Capitals. Whereas if you look at, yes, this very similar situation happened to the Nats last year, but if I'm remembering correctly, I, I think I remember – Thinking, you know what, the Dodgers were the better team. Yeah. D- you know, Dusty Baker got outmanaged. Yeah. Like they were just, they were the better team. I think they brought in Clayton Kershaw to yep. finish off the game. And it was like, you know what, he did. He did. And he, they were better. <laughs> and so it wasn't this strange, nonsensical sequence of events that
0: yeah.
1: are just totally inexplicable a- happening. It was the better team that showed up that day, won.
0: I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was. 2012 where the nationals lost against uh, st louis the cardinals where they were up like 6-0 in the fourth inning and they unraveled uh, and lost i think 7-9-6 or something like that like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sketchy on the details but there was another series where they had a huge lead and uh, just because baseball is baseball ended up totally blowing it um and didn't make didn't make it out of the second round yeah. So. I,
1: I just it it was strange, it was sad and and you know, you keep seeing the, the I was obviously on Twitter last night yes. as the game was happening, venting my frustrations. And, you know, so many people are sitting there pointing out, I can't believe this is happening says the sports city that this happens to four <laughs> times a year, every year for 19 years. That's like, so funny. <laughs>
0: I, I was thinking of the, you know, that onion article that gets passed around every time we have uh, like a really bad shooting, mass shooting yes. happened. It, it kind of felt like that, which is like, I can't believe this is happening, says fans that have experienced this like every four months <laughs> Yeah, for their it's, entire lives. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think that, um, that is the difference as well in, in that you obviously can't compare the Nationals drought, you can't compare anybody's drought to what the Cubs went through. Yeah. Like a 100 year plus years is outrageous and I can't imagine that. But so the difference is with the Nationals that yes they they haven't been struggling in the postseason for that long in a relative scale, yes. but it's the fact that this happens to the sports city itself. Multiple times a year, pretty much guaranteed. Like you sit there and you think, yeah. all right, the Caps won President's Trophy. They're definitely the best team. They're faster. They're stronger. Mm-hmm. They look better than they did last year. We're not going to make the same mistakes. And then you make the same mistakes <laughs> and we fall for it. And the smart ones don't.
0: I, I'm, but I'm jaded. We fall for it. So, as a DC sports person, I'm totally jaded. Nothing really affects me anymore. Um, I had told Michelle before that I was actually rooting for the Cubs from a strictly <laughs> traffic perspective. Like we're in the media game. And yeah. when I think about things that our readers want to read, unfortunately, it's a lot more stories on the Cubs than they want to read about the Nationals. So from a strictly like content perspective, I, I was all in for the Cubs because, uh, You know, I want to see more Bill Murray in the stands and like hanging out with fans and a lot of Eddie Vedder stuff. So, right.
1: And I will totally admit, like, that was exciting last year in the World Series. And I was absolutely rooting for the Cubs to win. Of course. Like, Uh, fully admit that, but not right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, are you in need of great talent for your business, but short on time? You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire, you just need the right tools smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click, so you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then, ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting. So you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. That's right, just one day. And the easy-to-use ZipRecruiter dashboard lets you manage your hiring process from start to finish, all in one place. Seriously, ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, listeners of the For the Win podcast can post jobs to ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, it's totally free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash For the Win. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash For the Win. One more time to try it for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash For the Win. But well, it's true though. It it you know when you look at it in the DC spectrum, it is that kind of constant hammering mm-hmm. that makes people feel like well, the city's just not going to get past it. Um, again, it's nothing like the Red Sox. It's nothing like the Cubs, who just really embraced the lovable losers stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, up until last year, yeah. you know, It it's there's a very real chance that. The DC doesn't. The DC area does not see a championship anytime soon. Uh, I think the Capitals are doing fine, but it's only about what four <laughs> or five games into their season, so there's a long way to go, and you can't predict anything. Uh, but I'm not holding out a lot of hope. Like I, I don't get excited until I would not get excited until a team actually made it past their first second round. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would say you have to get past the first round, and it's funny too because. Uh, Like, like, look at the sports teams and you say, "Okay, the Nats are done. It's now we're going to look to John Wall with the Wizards and Kirk Cousins with the Redskins. And then before you know it, we'll be talking about Ken Ovechkin and get
0: the Capitals through to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I don't know if he can. I I love Ovi, um, but I, like I said, he had two hat tricks in his first two games. It was incredible. Which is incredible, but I'm still just like, eh. I mean, it, you know, I want right. to celebrate it, so but... so
1: much hockey ahead of us yeah. still. And and I remember thinking last year, too, that when the Caps had a really fiery January and, like, early February, and they just seemed unstoppable. And you're thinking, okay, but can they carry this to the playoffs? And yeah. give or take, it wasn't that same fire, but they kind of did. And you're just you're feeling good. And then something changes as soon as the regular season ends.
0: I will say just watching those games and covering it, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I just knew it. Every win felt like they, even if they played better, they eked out a win. It was a win that they, yeah. you can't be scraping that hard. And having seen, having seen actual like number eight seeds, like the LA Kings, mm-hmm. when they came in at the bottom of the divi- the standings, Went on to win the Stanley Cup, but watching that team play, they had like a fire and a spark and ability to turn it on offensively when yeah. it mattered. And and I just had not seen that with the Caps. The so Caps don't I, have that fire. They, they don't, don't have that sense of
1: urgency, like yeah. in between the blue line, and it's just kind of like it was.
0: And I mean, no offense. I mean, you know, I I will defend Ovechkin as needed, but I feel free to criticize him as well. And Ovechkin was a big part of it. There was mm-hmm. a real lack of urgency and fire in him last postseason um that uh, you can't have that so again with the capitals it's not a curse you know whether it's just a bad uh, um you know just a bad way of thinking like that negative thoughts all of that pressure just kind of gets to them it's that was very different what i saw last night was just uh, the universe weirdly conspiring Mm -hmm. to to throw every weird thing that they could in baseball at this team, and again, if you're on the Cubs side, this is an incre. This is like an insane, crazy game as right. well, because up until the very last at bat, it could have you could have lost it, right? <laughs> right,
1: and, and you're riding high today. And you're
0: yeah, if you're a Cubs fan, you are riding high. It is awesome to be you, and congratulations because you waited like a hundred plus years <laughs> <laughs> for for something like this to happen. Right. So very much worth it for them. Um, and yeah, we were talking about you know Wade Davis earlier. A. I- I when he was on the mound, good Lord, like like I said, I was kind of rooting for the Cubs, kind of understood that what was on the line for the Nationals. But all of it was just agony. But if you were actually rooting hardcore for the Cubs, that would have been agonizing to see him up there. And then nobody warming up in the bullpen and he just, you know, walks the first two guys. You're like, oh, my God, I would
1: have had a meltdown. I would would have have absolutely had a meltdown thinking that, okay, so your bullpen's empty. You're not even thinking about trying to warm someone else up. And it's just you know, like the bottom of the eighth still, <laughs> and,
0: and just the, you know, just the. I want to say a bad word, but I can't. But just <laughs> like the strength to be like, well, this is my guy, and I'm I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna see where he takes us. Is wow for Joe Madden. Good for him.
1: And, and on the opposite side, I think that that has a little sense of choking to yeah. it that the Nats in, in that, you know, he, he faced the heart of the Nats lineup yep. and y- you're not able to hit anything off of a guy who's now suddenly pitching more pit, throwing more pitches than he has the entire season with his team's season on the line. He, and he, he was able to beat some of the best hitters in the league.
0: He was in trouble at the bottom of the eighth. um, And then by th- the bottom of the ninth he just looked uh, he looked like he'd settled down quite a bit uh, um
1: well it, they I think I heard uh heard them the broadcaster say on TV that there was something about that uh re review uh, oh yeah you know, the, for, at first base that it kind of gave him a second to just calm down calm and down. like take a breath yeah. and you know he didn't even need the break in between being on the mound, he yeah. just he needed like a couple minutes to gather his thoughts. Yeah,
0: and in a game like this, obviously you can't. We said earlier you can't blame it on a replay call, um but it did seem to really change the momentum of the entire game. Right, and it's weird going to stop say-
1: me from being mad about that. No, replay I know. Call, but I agree you <clears throat> cannot blame it on any one person or any one yeah. play.
0: I. But the funny thing is, is that. Uh, I felt the it's weird to say that the momentum of a game can shift that late in the game, but it felt like once that call came down in favor of the Cubs, uh, uh, it it kind of felt like, okay, then it's not, I didn't think the Nats really had a chance anymore. It kind of felt like that just took uh, all the momentum away from them. And I know sports fans love to talk about momentum, but I think it's a real thing. Uh, And I really do think that had that call gone in favor of the nationals, the result might have been the same, but I think we would have seen a tie game at some point.
1: I was only holding out hope after that because I knew that um, Wade Davis was going to have to face the top of the batting order. Mm-hmm. I knew that, um, you know, you, you were, you were going to have to face yeah. these guys at some
0: point, And it was just like,
1: OK, Bryce Harper, let's go. <laughs> You're
0: much <laughs> kinder. You you had a bright side for this for Harper, right? What was your take on that?
1: Um, my oh, yeah, I mean, my take on it is maybe it makes him look a little less appealing to someone. I believe his contract is up. He'll mm-hmm. be a free agent at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wants a lot of money. I think at one point he was talking about $400 million. Well, the Nats don't necessarily have that kind of money, but everyone's talking about him going to the Yankees. And Mm -hmm. I even saw a couple memes on Twitter about him wearing pinstripes, like, get used to this look. (laughs) And I'm like, I refuse. (laughs) But So my thinking is maybe this makes him look a little bit less attractive when season's on the line, you're arguably one, if not the best hitter on the team. And you get up there and you strike out.
0: Yeah, I disagree because I think that I'm definitely on Ted Burke's side in this and that baseball is super random. And Bryce did pretty much everything he could do, though that at bat really would have made him, like had he homered or anything, it would have made him like a, he's already a superstar, but like into a pantheon of of superstars of, uh, you know, being able to deliver a clutch run when it was, when it was do-or-die time.
1: Right. And um, I feel like that's when teams, though, look to their superstar, whether it's you're talking about a pitching ace in a key right. game or you're you're talking about someone like him. Um, I, I just – if you can't come through, not necessarily in one game, but if you can't pull through that when moment. it counts yeah. and you look at it then as a whole series – and not to say like he 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 played he played better than most of them. Yeah, no,
0: he played great. <laughs> but, like he definitely. We talked about this too. You said that there was a lack throughout the entire series. There was a lack of some of the offense like showing up when they needed to. Right. And forgive me for using hockey terminology because that's all I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I and that's you know the Cubs experienced that too. Yeah. And that's fine because I said I, I I'm a. Pitcher's Duel kind of person. I would much rather watch two guys. I would rather watch an almost perfect game or a no-hitter or something like that than watch, you know, dozens of home runs get hit. That's just me. Um, So the Cubs definitely experienced this, too, and that was great for the Nats on that side. But all of a sudden postseason starts and everybody's bats seem cold Mm -hmm. and it was interesting judging from some of the conversations around the city and and what different people were saying um, you know where where was Daniel Murphy it seemed like no one was actually even talking about blaming him people were looking to Zimmerman and Rendon and Harper and even Trey Turner he showed up
0: last night though he did he showed up last night but
1: hadn't until then (laughs) and I'm just like wait where is Daniel Murphy? Well, your
0: superstars are are paid millions and millions to be clutch, right? And it's kind yes. of and I know it's very hard to predict that. like, hey, we need a home run right now, <laughs> but that's why that's why millions of dollars are on the line. Yeah. Um, and you see it in hockey all the time. You need your big players to score the big goals. Uh, mm-hmm. it and those that can make it happen, um it's it's pretty rare. So
1: yeah, I just um.
0: When, okay, what what year do you think the D.C. sports curse will actually be lifted?
1: I am not putting that <laughs> out into <laughs> the universe. I mean, what? Because I, you could say in 10 years, and then the Caps will actually go out and win it this year.
0: Oh, my God. That would be incredible. Wouldn't that be something? I don't see it happening, but it could be.
1: I don't, I, I don't either. I don't
0: know. I always find that the way hockey works for... You know the way hockey works. I think that a team has to get incredibly, incredibly desperate to, to find that fire uh, to be able to make it. And uh, with the Capitals, they've been so they've played so well during the regular season, and they've been so consistent recently that I I just don't think they have that. that Which is funny so. because
1: they should have that fire out of desperation. Yeah, because your team mm-hmm. is. I don't think they are as good right now as they were last year. They're not and as good as they were last year. Your team is slowly starting to look different, and even for the Nats, as Ted pointed out earlier, like that yeah. window of championship contention is slowly closing. Yeah, really for both those teams. I think the the Wizards are actually working their way up. Yeah. I'm not sure what the Redskins are doing. <laughs> um, that's a whole other <laughs> like thing. that's a different yeah. topic. Yeah, but. You know, as far as far as the Caps and the Nats go, I think it's obvious well, the that those were the yeah. two best options yeah. for this city winning any kind of championship. And
0: I definitely think the Nationals are still a, a good option. I think the Capitals' window is closing. Um yeah. I think if if it hasn't already closed, to tell you the truth, there's a lot of good players on the squad, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, If you lose Braden Holpey, it's game over. So Yeah. yeah. That's
1: it it absolutely is. So as long as we have
0: Holpey, I feel I feel fairly confident.
1: And I feel like that's not a knock against Grubar. No, no. He's a great backup. Right. But Holpey is next level.
0: Yeah, but that's what I mean. That you've got to have those key pieces in place. Like Ovechkin and are still there. We lost some offensive power Mm -hmm. through trades and stuff last season. So their window is, is very small this year, I think. Um I still don't. I still don't see how they're gonna would make it past the Penguins if if that's what it came down to. <laughs> I just don't. I'm sorry, Caps fans, but that's just how it is. It's uh, just how you feel. All right. Well, we won't put a year on it, but let's just say neither of us are very optimistic right now. <laughs> so, congratulations if you are a Cubs fan. Um, it was a great evening for you. Sorry if you live in the DC area like us and. Uh, are still going to have another couple of months to complain about the DC sports curse. Um, But for everybody, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you.